you have your Bibles, uh, turn with me to the Gospel of Luke chapter 2. The Gospel of Luke chapter 2, we're going to be looking at verses 8 through 14. The Gospel of Luke chapter 2. And so now, listen, normally we would read the text to, to, start, uh, to start off, to launch uh, our message. But today I actually have uh, someone very special lined up uh, to read the text for us in just a few moments. So bear with us. And so I'm going to ask you to bookmark the text, Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. And uh, we're going to pray and ask God to have his way. Amen? Amen. Father God, in the name of Jesus, thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in our church. Thank you, Lord, for what you are doing in our lives. Uh, thank you that, God, you are a God of provision. You are a God who blesses his people. You are a God who never leaves, who never forsakes. You are a God who cares so much about us that you are here, present today in 2023 to, to help us through this season. And so, God, we pray not our will, but your will be done. Not our way, but, Lord, your way, because your way is best. In Jesus' name, God's people said, amen. amen. You may be seated. So for the past couple weeks, we have been doing a series that I have entitled Classic Christmas Carols. Anybody like Christmas carols? few of you, all right? And so listen, like I've said before, even if you wanted to, even if you tried your very best and your hardest, there is no possible way uh, that you can escape hearing Christmas songs over the next few weeks, over this month, since Thanksgiving, right? For many of us, you, there's no way you can escape it unless you, you, I don't even know, hide under a rock. You might still hear the echoes of jingle bells. You, you might still hear an echo of, of, of silent night. Here at church, on the radio, while you're shopping, you're, you're going to be inundated with Christmas carols. But listen, this isn't anything new. A musical expression has always been a, a vital part of, of the Christmas season. And I would say that the true songs of Christmas are still needed today. The true songs of Christmas, we need them. They encourage us, they inspire us, they, they remind us what Christmas is really uh, all about. And listen, I don't mean the, some of the modern Christmas songs like uh, Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas is You or, or Eartha Kitt singing Santa Baby. Listen, although uh, we probably hear those songs, uh, we've heard those songs a million times already, too many times uh, for some of us. I'm not talking about silly songs like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer or Frosty the Snowman. As enjoyable as it is when you have children to, to sing and to shout them out with your children while driving down the road and checking out all of the lights. It's not about those songs. It's not about those songs. In fact, for this message series, I don't actually even mean some of the traditional carols or, or hymns like Silent Night or It Came Upon a Midnight Clear. I'm not saying those are bad. No, those are not bad. I, I think we need those too. Anybody think we need those too? Again, those remind Christmas carols found in the Bible that some of you didn't even know existed, that some of you never even considered to be a Christmas carol uh, in the first place. They are divinely inspired. They are powerful lyrics recorded in the pages of Luke's gospel as part of the nativity story itself. L and listen, 
I, I, I don't know, you don't know, many people, theologians don't know, there are probably no musical notes or familiar tunes that have been given to these classic Christmas carols in the Bible. To be honest, they were probably more like a rhythmic chant of some kind. I don't know, again, you don't know. But when I read about the spontaneous, about the poetic, about the profoundly theological response of, of Mary bursting forth on the pages of God's word. I can't help but to call that a true Christmas carol. In fact, when I read about John the Baptist's father, Zechariah, we called him Zeke. We, we talked about Zeke's being, Zeke being filled with the Holy Spirit and breaking out from a, a previously mute, mute voice with a voice of rejoicing, with a voice of prophecy. I call that a classic Christmas carol. Likewise, the miraculous sight of angels. Listen, I don't know about you, but if I ever saw an angel in real life, it would get my attention. It might freak me out a little bit. It might remind me of the supernatural, magnificent, wonderful, great God that we have in all of his creation. But, but the miraculous sight of angels appearing to shepherds in the night sky and praising God in a heavenly chorus. That is a classic Christmas carol. And listen, it's that song, the song of angels, that I want us to focus on today in today's service, in today's message. But before we get to the carol, I want to set the stage. I want you to, to, to kind of know what is happening before we talk about that classic Christmas carol. See, a lot has happened since last week. A lot has happened since we left Mary at the home of Zechariah and Elizabeth. Now, after the birth of John, we know that Mary returned home to her home in Nazareth and, and she was now in her second trimester. And while she was away, it seems as though her soon-to-be ex-fiancé Joseph received a heavenly vision from God. In fact, the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, reassuring him that, that Mary had not been messing around, that, that Mary had not been unfaithful to him, but that she was indeed pregnant by the power of the Holy Spirit and that Joseph should take her as his wife and that they should name the child being, being given to them Jesus. Of course, Joseph is, is still very much in love with Mary. He wants to do the will of God, or, or, and so he does exactly what the Lord says for him to do. Now, sadly and unexpectedly, the newlyweds' honeymoon was cut short by a great announcement in the first few verses of Luke chapter 2. You can go there right now, Luke chapter 2, the first few verses. A great announcement was made that, that a census should be taken throughout the Roman Empire and everyone, say everyone, Everyone must register in their ancestral city for both Mary and Joseph. That city happened to be Bethlehem. And from Nazareth, it was actually a four-day journey to get to, to Beth, Bethlehem. And so I want you to imagine this morning, if you would, hiking 20 miles a day for four days in wooden and leather sandals. 
and you are hiking for those days through barren lands. And then imagine this morning, if you even can, being nine months pregnant that whole time. Listen, it's possible that Mary and Joseph traveled in a caravan of family and friends. Some have suggested that. They never traveled alone. But we don't know that. And with the, rumors, uh, Mary's, uh, with the rumors Mary's pregnancy had already stirred and the ruined reputation that Joseph had because of it, they may not have had many friends left. The truth is the Bible doesn't tell us anything else about their journey. But it does. It does tell us about their arrival. Go to Luke chapter 2, verses 6 and 7. The Bible says this about the first Noel. We sang about the, that first Noel. Let's, let's see what the Bible says about that first Noel. And while they were there, the, the time came for her baby to be born. And she gave birth to her first child, a son, and she wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in what? Anybody remember? Anybody know? Laid him in a manger because there was no lodging, there was no room available for them in the inn. I want you to imagine what it might have been like that first Christmas morning. The stable absolutely smells. It stinks like all stables do. There is a stench of urine. There is a, a, just a stench of dung and, and sheep reeks. The, the, the reek of sheep is pungent in the air. The ground is hard. The hay is scarce. Cobwebs, they cling to the ceiling. A mouse scurries along the dirt floor. A lowlier place of birth could not exist. And yet, and yet it was, it was in these humble circumstances that the impossible happened. God entered the world as a baby. God entered the world as a baby. See, 2,000 years later, we, we still celebrate the magnificent wonder, the humble beginnings, and the joy of the birth of Jesus Christ. But that first Christmas was a quiet celebration. No trees to trim, no, no decorations, there was no, no party, there was no hype. In fact, were it not for a group of certain poor shepherds watching their sheep in the fields where they lay, there would not have been a reception at all. And on December 9th, 1965, Charles Schultz made TV magic when Linus recited the story of these shepherds and the heavenly hosts who appeared to them in a Charlie Brown Christmas. And so this morning, rather than read the text myself, I want to invite you this morning to listen carefully as Linus recites it for us. A little more volume. Luke chapter 2, beginning at verse 8.
chose with a flock by night, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. The glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. Now listen, I'd love for us to put ourselves in these shepherd sandals for just a moment. These shepherds were minding their own business or rather their own sheep. Just another day at the office for them, another night in the field. Probably the most exciting thing that ever happened to them was a visit from a prowling wolf, which is why they kept watch. But then the Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 9, suddenly God's angels stood among them and God's glory blazed around them. They were terrified. Can you imagine their surprise? The sheer awestruck, adrenaline-fueled panic and as if one angel wasn't enough after announcing the birth of Jesus, the angel was suddenly joined by a vast host of others. The armies of heaven praising God and singing in Luke chapter 2 verse 14, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace Goodwill toward men. Now this, listen, listen, this short angel chorus underscores two very wonderful results of Christ coming into our world. First, Christmas brings praises to God. Christmas brings praise to God and that's a great way to kick off a classic Christmas carol. Luke says in verse 13, Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel Praising God. Say praising. praising. The phrase great company means there were so many that it was impossible to count them. So many, great many, great company. And so the sky was absolutely filled with a, a multitude of mighty messengers. Again, as if one wasn't enough, the whole sky was filled. I can almost picture the excitement in heaven as the word got out that God was sending a messenger to tell the people their Messiah had come. They had anticipated this for centuries. And listen, I imagine one angel asking if he could tag along and, and see. And then another angel would come along and say, you know, can I go see? Can I go see what is about to happen? And then another, and then another, until there was a heavenly host of angels that said, I want to see what's about to happen who knows if God didn't just tell them? Amen. Listen, anyone who wants to go and see Amen. can go and see. I'm thinking heaven must have emptied out on that day. Heaven must have emptied out on that day. But this classic Christmas carol 
is different from the others that we've seen in this series because it's not a chorus that rose up from a him or a her, but instead it was an anthem, a loud and a very visible anthem that came down from the heavens. And so the shepherds watched as heaven opened up and an endless fleet of angels passed through the curtain from that world into this world, one myriad at a time, until the angels occupied occupied every square inch of the sky to give glory to God in the highest. <laughs> Thousands of silvery wings rise and fall in unison as the angel chorus praises God again, singing glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. Glory to God in the highest. Over and over a chorus is singing in the heavens. The Messiah has come. God has been born as a baby in a manger. Glory to God in the highest. See, Christmas is about the birth of Jesus. It's about the birth of Jesus inspired all the hosts of heaven in that moment to praise God. And that's exactly what Christmas does. The angels started it and the shepherds continued it. I don't know if you ever have had a, a conflict with someone, maybe when you were little or your children. Well, you started it. Well, the angels started it and the shepherds continued it. And I hope that you and I continue it today that Christmas, Christmas is all about Jesus, and we are going to give glory to God in the highest. After seeing their newborn Messiah for themselves, the Bible says in Luke chapter 2 and verse 20 that the shepherds went back. They went back to their flocks, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen. What had they heard and seen? The angels singing, glory to God in the highest, glory to God in the highest. So they went back praising God for all they had heard and seen. But that's not the end of it. Eight days later, Mary, Joseph, and, and baby Jesus, they, they meet a man named Simeon in the temple. Luke chapter 2 and verse 28 says, He took the child in his arms and praised God. He took Jesus in his arms and praised God. Moments later, Luke chapter 2, verse 38, a woman named Anna came along just as Simeon was talking with Mary and Joseph, and she began praising God. Why? Because God came to, came to earth. Because God was born on earth. Because the angels had sung glory to God in the highest. And finally the wise men arrived 12 days after the birth of Jesus. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 2 and verse 11 that when they saw the star in the sky, they were filled with joy. Filled with joy, they entered the house and they saw the child with his mother Mary and they bowed down and did what? They worshipped. They bowed down and praised. They bowed down and gave glory to God in the highest. Praise God today. 
Praise God, today people still worship Christ at Christmas time. What is Christmas all about? Christmas is about the born Savior, the born Christ, born to save, born to live for you and I, born to take your place on a cross, born to suffer for you in your place, born for you, born for me, born for us. Christmas is about Jesus Christ. Christmas was and is all about giving God all the glory. I think this is why music is such an important part of Christmas. Again, we get distracted by the gifts and we get distracted by the schedules and we get distracted by, by everything this time of year and then you throw in a, a snowstorm here and an ice storm there and then it's just so busy and we're so tired and we're moving and we're going and, we're, and that we, in all of that, we forget that it's all about Jesus Christ. Everything else can go by the wayside Christmas is about Jesus since the dawn of humanity God's people have worshipped and praised him in song and we still do one of my favorite Christmas carols is Angels We Have Heard on High. It's flowing with, and, and, and the sweet lyrics make it instantly recognizable and a tune that often gets stuck in our heads around Christmas time. And, and listen, there's actually a cool story behind Angels We Have Heard on High. According to legend, on Christmas Eve, many shepherds in the hills of the nation of France would sing and they would call each other from hillside to hillside to hillside and they would actually call out Gloria in excelsis Deo Gloria in excelsis Deo in the distance another shepherd would respond in like manner before long those words were echoing throughout the countryside Gloria in excelsis Deo Gloria in excelsis Deo for the Christians living in villages nearby the shepherd's song sounded like angels calling out to one another in celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ. So what in the world does Gloria in Excelsis Deo mean? In Latin it means glory to God in the highest. And so the question for us in 2023 is are you giving God the glory this Christmas? Does the birth of Jesus inspire you to praise him and worship him? Or have we forgotten the true meaning of it? You see, if praise and worship is not a central component of your Christmas season, I would dare to say that you are missing the entire point. You're like Charlie Brown standing around shouting, isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? And yet according to the angel's classic carol, classic Christmas carol, Christmas is primarily about glorifying God and Christmas should bring praise to God. But that's not all. Christmas also brings peace. Say peace. Christmas also brings peace to the godly. Now listen, I get it. When you think of Christmas, peace may not be the first word that comes to your mind. For many of us, it's just the opposite. 
Christmas time can be very stressful. It can be very busy. It can be very hectic. It can be very demanding. In fact, I heard about a story about two men whose families live next to each other and the husband opted to go sailing while their, the husbands opted to go sailing while their wives went Christmas shopping. And then while they were sailing, an un unexpected storm surprised these two sailors, these two neighbors, these two men. And before long, the weather started getting rough and their tiny ship was getting tossed to and fro kind of like the the minnow on Gilligan's Island while heading toward the harbor the boat hit a sandbar and it was grounded both men jumped overboard into the icy water they began to push and to shove in an attempt to get the sailboat back into deeper water knee deep in mud repeatedly bounced around uh, uh, around the hull by unfriendly waves one of them turned to the other and said with a smile, sure beats Christmas shopping, doesn't it? <laughs> Peace can be pretty elusive around Christmas time. But listen, that's the very reason that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin in a manger. That's the very reason that Jesus came into our world. He came into our world to bring us peace. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 14, the mighty angel chorus announced it by singing, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom he is pleased. Peace, it is an, an important part of the gospel. It definitely brings us good news. I don't know about you, but if you've ever been without your peace, you know that when it shows up, it's exactly what you needed and, when you, and what you needed in that moment. The word peace appears over 400 times in Scripture. The word translated peace in Hebrew is shalom. It was often used as a greeting, but as it has a, a rich and a deeper meaning. See, shalom is, is a feeling of contentment. Shalom is a feeling of wholeness. Shalom is a feeling of harmony that is intended to resonate in all relationships. The prophet Isaiah described Jesus as Sar Shalom, the Prince of Peace. In Isaiah 9 and verse 6, before going to the cross, Jesus said to his disciples in John 14 and verse 27, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. When Jesus appeared to them again after rising from the dead, his first word in John 20 and verse 21 was shalom, peace be with you. See, the very thing that they didn't have was the very thing that Jesus Christ offered. He offered peace. He came into the world. He was born of a virgin to bring you peace. He still offers peace today. The peace of Christ is timeless. The peace of Jesus Christ is priceless. It's also multidimensional. First, Christmas brings us peace with God. Say, with God. Peace, peace with God. Because apart from Christ, we are at odds with God. Remember that He is holy. Remember that He is righteous. Remember that He is good. And we are not. But because of the babe lying in a manger, you and I can be made new. Jesus, he, he clothes us in his righteousness. He brings peace into God's eternal family. When we receive him, that's peace with God. But then Christmas brings us the peace of God. 
So peace with God and the peace of God. In Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7, I love this. Paul speaks of this peace when he writes, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Verse 7, then, say then. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace, His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. So listen, thanks to Jesus. You and I can, can go to God in prayer. We can lay all of our anxieties at the feet of Jesus. We can experience a peace of the heart, peace of the heart and peace of the mind today. And finally, Christmas also brings peace with others. And so peace with God, peace of God, and peace with others. Speaking of Charlie Brown. One of the Peanuts comic strips shows Lucy saying to Charlie Brown, I hate everything. I hate everyone. I hate the whole wide world. And don't you lie and say you've never been there. Charlie says, but I thought you had inner peace. Lucy replies, I do have inner peace, but I still have obnoxiousness. A lot of us can probably relate to Lucy at times. Although God offers his peace to everyone, not everyone experiences it. That's why the angel specified peace on earth to, uh, to, to those with whom God is pleased. The praise has come, praise has to come before peace. And so when you and I, we give glory to God in the highest, when you and I, we pause in our crazy, hectic lives and we say, whoa, 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 wait, 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 I'm going to give God praise. Wait, I'm going to go to church today. Wait, I'm going to kneel before this altar. Wait, I'm going to focus in on Jesus. When we give the highest glory to God, honoring and accepting Jesus Christ as our Savior, then you're going to experience true peace. Not before then. Worship team, come. I want you to remember this morning that Jesus came. Worship team, come. Jesus came for the glory of God and for the, the good of all people. We could say it this way. Peace comes to those who praise Him and grace comes to those who give Him glory. The highest degree of glory to God is connected with the giving of His Son. It all starts in heaven with God's perfect plan and it arrives on earth where peace comes to those who personalize this message. What in the world does that mean? See, we know and we've heard that Jesus is a Savior. We know and we've heard, maybe even read, that God sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to be born of a virgin in a manger. He lived a perfect life. And one day He died on a cross and shed His blood, wore a crown of thorns, had His side pierced. All of that for us. We could have that knowledge and yet not experience the peace because we just see it as a picture, because we just read it as words, because maybe somebody else did it, so maybe somebody else took that and did something with it, but you haven't, and it's okay, because you know somebody that did. Listen, listen. Jesus is the reason for Christmas. Jesus is the reason why we worship and celebrate. But without experiencing, experiencing God for yourself, you are missing the point. Don't miss it. True peace available 
It's available to all, but it's only activated for those who believe and embrace. Listen, those that believe and embrace not only the baby in a manger, but the Son of Man and the Son of God on the cross. And my prayer this Christmas is that you will be covered with praise for God and that you will be covered in His peace as a result. Stand to your feet. Luke chapter 2 verse 14 says it best. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, peace, goodwill toward men. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for these classic Christmas carols. We thank you for the reminder that Jesus is the reason for Christmas. Jesus is the reason, the true reason. Jesus is the one who we should, who we should praise during the season. Jesus is the one who we should focus in on. Jesus is the one for all of the lights, for all of the honor, for all of the everything that is here. We just get distracted by other things. We just get distracted. The world tries to confuse us. But Lord, let there be no confusion. This Christmas, it's about you and your son, Jesus Christ. This Christmas, we appropriate what God, you uh, uh, applied and, and what you provided for us, which is salvation through Jesus Christ. Salvation through that baby born of a virgin in a manger. Thank you, God, for what you have done and for what you continue to do. Thank you for Christmas. In Jesus' name, God's people said, Amen. Amen.